Hey guys, welcome back to Am I the Only One, the podcast. Um, you guys are already familiar with everything, but if you're new to the podcast, then you can check us out at am I the only number one dot org and on Instagram at underscore am I the only one that one is spelled out. So O-N-E. Tamika, tell the people what we talked about in our last episode. Okay, so our last episode was about work and the workplace. Is it still taboo? Is it messy? Or is it 2020? And we can do whatever we want. <laughs> um, Everybody had kind of different opinions on this. Um, we had a guest, Sean. He's a hip-hop journalist, and he weighed in. Um, correct me if I'm putting words in his mouth, but he... <laughs> Um, was not looking for it, but you know, no. if you know something came about that he thought was substantial, he would you know be interested in seeing where it go. But he said nobody who works like in his office, like his place of business. So if right. you worked for the same company, but I work in the, in the downtown office, you work in the <laughs> Old Park office or something like that. Right. So that's what he was saying. Each was not really, you know, interested. And me, I don't want to work no damn way. So if my husband and my job, I'm gone. Period. So <laughs> that that pretty much summed it up. Yeah. And that was a part of our Lovers and Friends series, which brings us into our new series that we have which is about making it rain. This time we're getting our finances together and everything that has to do with finances and every different aspect. So we have a special guest with us for this podcast, which um, is near and dear to my heart. One of my besties, <laughs> one of my sisters who is just really killing the game in terms of real estate. This episode, we're talking about buying the block. Now I know like, some people are like, it's a lot going on right now. Obviously, like, you know. Yes, it is, child. <laughs> and people don't even want to pay their rent. I'll be done half of Oh, my God. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> We're recording in the middle of a whole pandemic, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But um, we'll get into that a little in, in a second. But then we definitely have to touch on that. Um, so I, I want, Taylor, I want you to go ahead and just like give some background information on yourself. If the, pe- yeah. if the people don't know you, you know, you're new to the podcast, only our second guest in the <laughs> So tell us, in the world. Well, tell the people about <laughs> you, how you got into real estate, all of that. Okay, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's such an honor and a pleasure to be here on you all's podcast. I really enjoyed your latest episode about relationships in the workplace. Um, Even though it's a little bit different for my career field, I still feel like that's just like a topic that's important for people to discuss. Um, But about myself, my name is Taylor Johnson. I am a realtor at Keller Williams Advantage, and I've been licensed since 2017. I successfully help people who are interested in buying, selling, or leasing real estate. Um, I really prioritize being a resource to my clients and people who aren't even my clients, like ask questions, things of that nature. I always try to make my best to, um, you know, provide good information and content to people to really help people um, navigate and what's my everyday life. But some people are doing maybe one transaction a year or every few years or things of that nature too. So I find it important that I provide um, high certain class service to people um, and just be knowledgeable throughout this process and be a support to them as they um, go throughout either buying or selling homes. Um, <clears throat> I got into real estate just off of sheer interest really. Um, I had came back from studying abroad for a period and um, I was working as a part-time uh, home buyer program assistant for a, a nonprofit, and so I used that time um, to take my class um after you know throughout that off period and um yeah i got licensed in 2017 and i've just been working in the industry since then okay so i before we get into like some more stuff that like some more fun stuff obviously like i think right now it's like obviously it's we're living in like some scary time yeah so like i want to know like how you're dealing with like you know the COVID 19 outbreak and like 
what impact do you think this will have on the market in general? Yeah, good question. Um, how my, how I myself am dealing with this is um, I'm really, really emphasizing communication at this point. Communication with my clients, uh, mainly through phone calls, text messages. Um, keeping it very personal just to connect with my um, people who have been going through the process. Some people who wanted to get started on the process but now are maybe trying to take a couple steps back because of the uh, current situation. Um, but definitely, I think uh, communication has been a big priority for myself lately. Um, as far as what the future is going to bring, I think that um, it's definitely been impact on an immediate level as far as uh, how things in real estate are going to be different. Uh, we got an email just earlier this week from Michigan Realtors stating that, um, you know, real estate is a non-essential uh you know, work performance. So that's definitely stopped showing. It's like mm-hmm. buyers being able to come out and see houses. It's kind of slowed down us being able to go out and help sellers who want to list their homes for sale, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. So um, kind of bringing it back to the question of just what the future may bring. I think we're going to see a lot of virtual process now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's actually very interesting just because of the day and age that we are, that we are able to support that type of home buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to see things done virtually. You're going to see like more pictures now of houses when they are available and freshly listed. You're going to start seeing virtual tours. Um, things that nature to really try to put buyers inside of those homes when they can't mm-hmm. physically either themselves um i think as far as our on the on the selling side for people who are interested in selling homes zoom is really big right now it's like a telephone conference we've been doing that a lot at my brokerage so i can see uh sending out links to sellers and having that listing presentation with them uh via internet um and and zoom phone calls um and so those are some things of where i see things are going now i think that everything is pretty much done electronically anyway so a lot of documents can be sent electronically for review and signature so i think that with the documents being able to be sent electronically and then with us being able to replace that in person with virtual, we still are keeping things going, but mm-hmm. obviously we're going to lose some people along the way who may not be as technology technical savvy and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So that's definitely going to like hinder, like it's going to impact inventory. What I mean by that, there may not be a, a whole stock of houses for people to choose from right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there may be houses who are currently on the market or that are currently on the market that may sit a little bit longer because people aren't able to get out and actually see them mm-hmm. um and things like that so those are some impacts that i'm seeing um in the in this present and as far as like long term i think like is it going to look like a recession that's it's still too early to tell yeah and when you start seeing like significant price drops and things of that nature it's, it's already taken course for a couple of years it's not going to mm-hmm. be a couple of months where you're going to see um houses just drop from um, you know, 60% or 20% asking price and things of that nature. Got it. I, you know, you bring up a good point is that like one thing that like, I love like not saying like, obviously this is not a situation that everyone wants to be in, but I love how everybody is just adapting to like what's yeah. going on. Like everybody is like, all right, we are transforming online. Like we're going online yeah. or we're going digital or whatever. Like I love that because like, it just shows like, the tenacity and like how people are just yeah, and we're just resilient overall, and that's the reason why like even giving it all, like I just feel like we are resilient just as people. We we adapt, we adjust, and I think that it's important that as a game changer, you want to be on the front of that. Right. You don't want to be at the end of it being that company that's just now sending out Zoom links because <laughs> all business has stopped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that. And that's the same thing for real estate. That's the same thing for people who want to buy a home, who want to sell a home. We don't have to let what's going on be a direct barrier, but we have to be okay with changes. And I feel like for me, how I will work on a professional side, I'll have a little bit more maybe paperwork and addendums in place just to kind of catch us in the event of so that people still feel confident in their decision to purchase their home or to sell their home. Mm -hmm. So do you think that people should be buying and selling right now? Yes, I do. Um, I think I go with the with the old saying that's in the industry, and maybe you all know it too, but um, any time is a good time to buy. I mm-hmm. think what's important is what becomes your criteria for purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that is what, what becomes more of a focal point. I think that, um, you know, maybe as a buyer, let's try to get more incentives for you now, you know, because you are losing that physical touch and contact with that house given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So maybe now you're asking for a little bit more from your seller as like help towards your closing costs or down payment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're asking for furniture. Maybe you're asking for a home warranty um, and things of that nature. Maybe you are talking to your lenders and you're asking them to get like about like what type of financial assistance do they provide because you may not have as strong of an income as you once were when you were able to work or do other different things. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, um, those will be things like why well, I still think it's a good time to buy because programs like that didn't just go away with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because um, down payment assistance is still available for people who may need that type of assistance. Um, in regards to my sellers, I think that it's important for people who want to sell their homes that they are really, really staying true to market value and market price. And now is the time to try to go $10,000 or $5,000 or whatever the case above what the market is showing you your house can sell for. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's cut all of the fluff out. Let's get down yeah. to the business of it. Like, you want to sell your home, so let's price it right so that it can sell because in today's market, it will sit. You know, mm-hmm. and there's other like stigmas that come along with a house that's set for a really long time mm-hmm. on market, you know. So I would say let's definitely really laser in on that pricing. And for my buyers, I would just say be okay with for asking for a little bit more to help uh, buffer some of the things that you might have lost through like this not being as a personal in person uh, experience for you. Mm-hmm. So if people already have like a home and they took out a mortgage, like obviously, like I said, like right now it's like, it's a lot of uneasiness and like people really don't know which way things are going. Like we're all just living right right now. Do you have any advice for people who like have a mortgage, like and people who may be just a little bit of like scared about like what's to come? Yeah, definitely. I do have advice for um, people who currently have mortgages. Um, And and that advice is two things. is to continue to make your payments as best as possible. Don't let this become a time where you don't make your mortgage payments and things of that nature um, because you still want to hold on to your house. Uh, The second thing is to... If you, especially if your credit score has improved, check out refinancing right now. We are still at historically low interest rates for mortgages right now to um, to the point that some people are getting pre-approved. Uh, I mean, not pre-approved, but they're getting interest rates at a 2%. And when I say refinancing, what that can do for some people is decrease their mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. So if you've owned your home for a year or more, now could be a perfect time for you to look into refinancing so that you can maybe decrease that mortgage payment, especially because you may not be working or again, some of that income has been lost. So I Mm -hmm. think it's about reducing that monthly payment while still making it a place where you can afford it, but um, making sure that you still keep up with the payment so that you don't potentially lose your home through the end of this. Okay. That was some good advice. Um, We're going to take a break and come back because Tamika has some questions for you. Okay. All right. Hey guys, we are back from our break with our special guest, Taylor, and I have a few questions on mortgages and some advice on which, what we should be looking for with different rental properties. So, okay. Taylor, I know a lot of people go into buying property, especially younger people I'm seeing, going to buying property with the aims of renting it out and having tenants and making income. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm going into it with that mindset, what are some things that I should consider when I'm looking for property? Okay. I think that's a good question because I do think that we are a very investor-friendly generation. Um, my advice uh, would be for anyone that's buying and looking to buy for a rental is to try to buy at a low price um, because that's where the real money is made is how low you can purchase a house. But that's not to compromise like the type of area neighborhood or location that you want to be in but try to be on the lower end of whatever that area and location is for you um 
I think that what's most important when anyone's looking to get into rentals is to really have some bit of capital um, uh, behind them as well, too. I don't think that that's a situation where you don't want to have a, um, at least five to $10,000 saved in the event of because emergencies pop up all the time. And when you sign up to be a landlord, you're signing up to provide someone with a safe and hazard-free space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to make sure that if anything happens, you're able to do that. Um, my other advice is to uh, learn your city's rules, regulations, and laws. Find out if you suppose if you have to be a certified uh, or have your rental certified with the city. If there are any additional um, inspections that are needed in that, um, because I think that that's important to know, um, just to make sure again that you are in adherence with any um, rules or regulations in that area. Um, I'm licensed in Michigan, so but I'm pretty sure this exists in Illinois as well. But learn your Michigan landlord and tenant rights. So I think right now, especially because things have slowed down a little bit, now is a good time to kind of start on that research level and that information gathering stage. Um, and then as you go out and look at properties, you know what you're kind of looking for and where you feel okay with starting at. Because um, you may need to put a little money into it, or you may be able to buy a property that's completely done up the way that you need it to be so you can put someone in it right away. Um, but I think that then, of course, that just varies from person to person. But I think high level, these are a couple of things that anyone could be doing if they're interested in renting properties. Cool. So the same question, but if I'm looking to flip a property. Um, I think at that point, what's very important is to know the... I think at that point, what's really important to know is the market activity. So um, you want to know what's active, what's pending, and most importantly, what's sold, especially if you're looking to split, because you want to make sure that once that project is done, you're going to be able to sell it for as much as you think you're going to sell it for to make those margins. Um, Again, like just when you say properties, as far as the condition, that just varies what amount of money that you have available to to fix it up um, or to purchase it at. And then, um, you know, I think a lot of that type of things, like the cosmetic, even some of the repairs that can be needed, uh, those are things that can be adjusted and done. But when you don't know how much homes are selling for in your area, like, um, then maybe that's going to affect the profit side of it, you know. And Mm -hmm. then I think it's important, too, in this stage is to look out for market trends, especially right now. Do you find that houses in certain areas are increasing in sales value or are they decreasing in sales value? Because if it's decreasing, then now maybe you have to scale back on that flip in a way that you maybe weren't necessarily planning for. Like maybe you can't do a very countertop. Maybe you have to do another nice set, but just not the granite because you don't want to put too much money in that property knowing that you may not be able to sell it for as much as you want to um, Mm -hmm. due to market slowdown. So um, that's my thoughts as far as flipping is to just know your numbers. Okay, lastly, if I'm looking for a home to reside in, what should I be looking for? Okay, when you're looking for a home to reside in, I think it's important for you to find a home that you can see yourself being attached to. Um, I think that it's important to go out with a short list of maybe three three upwards to five must-have items, and as you go out and see homes, check next to that home that has those items so that you really are making it an emotional but non-emotional at the same time too because you are looking for core elements um statistically a lot of people tend to stay in their homes for the next eight to ten years so you want to make sure that it's in like a location an area a neighborhood that you feel good and that you feel like represents type of area that you would like to live in um also price you know this is going to be a big investment so again it's not to buy um or compromise like what you're looking for but you want to purchase at a reasonable price so that um again when we talk about that interest rate and things of that nature you know you're not at the highest uh, end of your market at that time um and then again i think it's saying with flips a little bit which is know your area market meaning so that way you can know when it's something is a good deal and when it's not when it's something overpriced and when it's not and 
or an experience and knowledge of a real estate agent is going to step in to kind of help guide that for you as a buyer. Um, but overall, I definitely think you want to find a home that has your core elements of what you're looking for and everything else. Um, essentially, you are okay with turning into your home. Um, or sometimes, too, like if a house meets everything, too, be okay with buying it at that price as well if you if it makes sense again, you know. Um but yeah, I think that those are some things that are important when you're, when you're looking to, to get to a primary home. Cool. Thank you. So another question I have is, are there any cons to taking out a mortgage or should people try to buy in cash first? Um, I think that there's pros to cons to both sides, depending upon what type of buyer um, fits for the profile. So I think the con is just obviously you owe a balance. No matter mm-hmm. how you put it, it's still going to be a balance that's a, that's out there. The second thing is the interest rate on that balance. I mean, if you were going to buy a house for $100,000 and now it's at a 6%, that's just now just rough numbers. That's added $6,000 right. to the balance. And if you compound that over 30 years, you know, yes, that principal balance begins to decrease. But if that interest rate is really high, then it it does put a damper on like what benefit a mortgage can provide. So I think that those two things uh, stand out to be some of the cons as far as having a mortgage. But there are a lot of pros to having a mortgage, too, because you make steady payments. So you have a steady payment history. More than likely, your your credit score is going to be increasing. Um, It your mortgage payment, your lender is already requiring that your taxes be rolled into that payment. Your lender is requiring that your homeowner's insurance is already rolled into that payment. So you don't have to worry about losing your home to tax foreclosure at any point in time. Um, In the event of disaster or something like that happens to the home, you have homeowner's insurance that was mandated by your your loan or lender. So, um, you know, it's pros and cons to both sides, but I definitely think that, um, again, it's just based on the buyer. As far as cash, I think purchasing cash, it frees up any debt you don't own anymore, especially if it's a rental property where it's just going to be all cash flow essentially from you minus a couple of like expenses and expenditures um and then as far as a mortgage too a lot of people like times like this who don't have a mortgage they really aren't necessarily like too fearful right now because they're like okay at least i have my home you know Mm because they don't owe a mortgage on there but um sometimes you know as long as if you won't become cash strapped after purchasing with cash i say go for it but if you lose maybe if you don't have a nugget of anywhere between at least ten thousand dollars saved after you purchase with cash i'm not going to say cash is maybe the best option for you right now maybe what you could do is get a mortgage but put more money down so that you decrease that that amount of money that you're going to be borrowing because you have a little bit more to bring to the table but when you have a little bit more cash too you can leave it open for repairs upgrades renovations um and then you can even start like a home emergency fund for again times like this where you can have three to six months of a mortgage just saved up because you know you didn't tie up all of your money into the property so if you have a little bit of money to after you purchase and you have some money left over then i would say yes purchase with cash but if you wouldn't necessarily have close to or at least ten thousand dollars saved after purchasing with cash i would say see what a mortgage is like first and see what your options are just so you have a little bit more cash flow because that moves a lot different especially in times like this true well so my next question is let's say i want to buy but i don't think my credit score is at you know mm-hmm. it's peak <laughs> so yeah. what advice do you have for people who um credit score isn't necessarily low but it's not you know it is best potential definitely i think that's a really good question because that's for sure a question that i get often um and my thing is to first know your numbers like what exactly does it mean to not have good credit and what does it mean to have great and excellent credit and what exactly are you trying to do with your credit because certain numbers get you certain things so like if you know that you want to purchase a home but you finish your credit is score i'm not by any measures telling anyone to do the bare necessities to make meet it but what what number do you need to reach but on average, you need to at least have a 580. So sometimes that's a lot better or that's a lot lower than what most people think. Yeah. For a mortgage. I'm you can get, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You can get an FHA mortgage with 580. But what is the trade-off? You're going to be in a higher interest rate. 
But like I said, after you own your home for a year, you then and steady payments there, maybe credit reduction in some other area, uh, debt reduction in other areas, you might have improved your overall credit score in one uh, one year after buying a home than if you would have rented for another year to later improve your score to buy another home. So I say first, it's important to know your numbers and know what numbers you need to meet in order to make it good or great for you. Another option is to make sure you pay your bills on time. Sometimes it comes down to the simplicity of that. Paying your bills on time, sometimes reducing debt. So um, making that extra payment um, so that that credit score can increase. Another word of advice would be to uh, print, print your credit report and your credit history. Every single year, we all get one free credit report from every credit bureau from um Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion from, uh, you can get one credit report every single year because you need to see what's being reported on your credit first of all, right. so you can address it. I find that sometimes people get so overwhelmed that they just turn their backs on it and instead of just kind of facing it a little bit head on. And that only happens when you face the music of, okay, here are all three of my credit reports laid out. What are each of them saying? What's true and what's not true, you know? Um, right. And those credit reports, they provide you with creditors' information, contact information, so you're able to reach out directly to people who are saying that you owe them balances. You are able to call and say, hey, I see I have a balance here. Could you just tell me a little bit more about it? Does it incur interest? Um, is there any settlement that I can do? What some people don't know is that if you call some of your creditors and you tell them, like, hey, I have X number of dollars available. Can I settle this balance right now? And sometimes they'll accept that. Sometimes you're able to set yourself up on a payment plan. But I think the worst thing you can do is ignore it because it's mm -hmm. not going to get better by ignoring it. You just want to face the music head on and just see what your credit history is telling you and, and, and start taking action from there. And then my last bit would be to... Um, Connect with a, a credit counselor. And I, I call it a credit counselor. They're a little bit different than your credit specialist. You know, a credit specialist is someone who you essentially are going to be paying to assist you with your credit. A credit counselor can be a resource from, like, a nonprofit organization. Um, a good place to look is, like, any of those down payment assistance programs. Usually they're, they're paired with uh, nonprofits who uh, have staff who work with people to improve their credits for the purpose of home buying, who work with people to establish savings accounts for the purpose of home buying. So I think it's important that if you have low credit, that it's important that you um, are becoming resourceful and really tapping into some of the things that are around you. And again, be okay with asking questions. I think like as I'm providing this information to you, this is information that if anyone reached out to me, seeking i could share with them so i think that it's it's a good thing to just you know connect yourself with people who know so i have a question about the settlement is that only available if you're in collections like if i have an active account with somebody mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well you know i, uh, I know i owe you two thousand but i got a thousand what's up like is that only a collections <laughs> thing or mm -hmm. um well okay so that's not so in my opinion, I'm, I'm not honestly sure if that's something, but I feel that there's no harm in trying. You know, I think that you keep trying until something sticks. So if it's not in collections, I mean, something's better than nothing. Or maybe it is coming in and just setting up a payment plan if you aren't able to settle it. Settling it, again, is like the example you use, which is like, hey, I know my balance is this, but can I give you that? And make sure you get a statement, a, a payoff letter. Wherever you do get it back in writing, just to make sure if it comes back up again, they say like, hey, no, I settled this at that point. But if you aren't able to settle it, set yourself up on a payment plan in, in, a, monthly, in a way that you can... Uh, uh, meet monthly, you know, and then again, when you are able to go ahead and pay off those balances and, and things of that nature as well. Um, I think that moving with as less debt as possible is is the best thing that we all can do. Um, and I think that it's even more important to focus on reducing your debt and then building up like an emergency fund. Yes, girl, that's what I'm doing. Right <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I do think too, you want to have a small emergency fund because sometimes right, I do. we fall back. <laughs> Incident was because <laughs> it's because like situations happen and then we don't have anything Had a to cash. help us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, so I have a bonus question just because we're in this public health crisis. Um, so I've been seeing just like a lot on Twitter and just like word on the street or whatever that 
excuse me i don't don't do my cough either on this episode um that a lot of people are saying like you know i'm not gonna pay rent i'm not gonna pay rent and what does that like i get it but like what does that mean for somebody who um owns a two flat that's not a huge apartment complex like do you know anything about like the rights and responsibilities like tenants and um landlords and these type of situations because i feel both parties but i feel like it's kind of wrong to just leave somebody out high and dry you know especially if this is like a like just somebody who owns a building like yeah this isn't a a, a corporation this is just a person who thought you know this is a way for me to make income and sometimes like i know people who have like one or two buildings and that's their only income and you know what's going to happen to them if you know yeah no yeah i think that's a really really great question and timely for right now because that is definitely i too have been seeing that what i personally recommend tenants to do is to reach out and talk to your landlord and try to work out a temporary situation one-on-one that would be my advice i don't think that the tenants should be completely remiss of paying any rent because i feel like these things go now back into financial habits and overall financial health and to some degree we should still always be preparing ourselves for just in case situations. Emergencies, we yes. all should try to build up reserves like you need to know your numbers i think you need to know what is your monthly income and what's your monthly outcome so that in the event of things like this you already know that you're saving what three months of your monthly income uh outcome needs to look like yet six months is always ideal you know and even better if you can get a year but i think six months is enough time before things kind of pan out a little bit better yeah but i don't think like i totally agree that i don't agree that tenants should be leaving the landlords high and dry especially our mom and pop owners as right you know like just like you say the people who just wanted to get started and invest in like they they're looking at your stuff as income too and sometimes those per- people purchase with a mortgage so maybe maybe what the situation could be is that the landlord is just going to work it out to where you're going to at least meet the, mo- the monthly mortgage payment and maybe now i don't get as much cash flow for this property as i originally once was and i'm only going to put you on this agreement for the next uh 30 days so like i'm going to reduce this month's rent for you and then we'll we'll play it out next month and then we'll play it out from month to month at that point but um That's i think that say. Is i ain't doing nothing it's crazy yeah, exactly. I think that that's just not, I don't think that that's a good situation to put someone in. Ultimately, now you just tarnish a relationship. So if anything in the future comes up or as soon as, soon as that landlord can evict you, they will. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Like, is that what you really wanted? Or did you just need to talk to them and say like, hey, I don't have any income coming in. Can we reduce my rent temporarily for the next 30, for the next month? You know, like, yeah. Because you up out, you up out of that. And I yeah. look, and I ain't got you know that much like um because I want to buy a building in right now, and I'm just thinking like, damn, what if that would have happened to me? It would have been like a whole another type of situation. Like, what you mean you're not paying? Yeah. That's not how this works. Exactly. Oh yeah, I have clients now who I'm working with, and they essentially are are pretty much kind of giving that same. They they're in the same boat, and you know I think that. I think that be reasonable as far as what you can expect. Um, and I think who you can expect those things from. Like, your everyday person, like you or I own an oriental property, we probably can't take as hard as a hit no, as like, we cannot. Uh, an apartment complex. <laughs> You no. know, we cannot take as hard as a hit as an apartment complex necessarily. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, be reasonable. But my thing is, like, find other ways where you can cut costs. Like, call, call your credit card companies. I saw something on social media. Again, this is something that actually I'm going to try this week, which is reaching out to people and saying, like, hey, my income has been impacted due to coronavirus. Is there any relief that you can provide? That happened to me. You know yeah, and it worked. Okay. I called my car lender. People should have that. And what did they say? They told me I ain't got to pay for three months. See what I'm saying? But so now that's one thing you just took off the docket. So if your landlord isn't willing to reduce your rent, but at least now you don't have an X number dollar, you know, car number. Yeah, you know? people are so like, companies are being flexible. Other cre- creditors in mm-hmm. other areas that you may have old balances to and talk to them and see if they have relief plans in place to help buffer some of the things that you're going through right now. 
Um, but don't take it off on over your shelter. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, this was yeah. really great information, Taylor. Thank you. Um, we are Thank about you. to take another break, and we come back. We're gonna close it out. Okay, sounds good. All right. a lot of good advice from Tay yeah. on this episode like I feel super informed um, and I hope you guys got some good stuff too any final advice that you have Tay like anything else any of the most like common questions people ask you like when they're looking to get into the market yeah definitely um, questions that I usually get are um, usually around mortgage which is like how do I get a mortgage um, and I actually have videos available on my uh, Facebook and on my uh, Instagram page Your Agent Taylor where I talk about what are some pretty standard requirements for mortgages um, so I think that that's a good resource for people um, people always ask you know I want to buy a home what do I do next so kind of wrapping both of those into like is to connect with professionals right now. Use this time as a chance to like, really talk to people, get to know people and, and industry professionals to get a feel for people so that as things clear up and are uncertain, what's uncertain becomes more certain as things move forward, you know who you want to take action with in that, in that coming time. Um, so I think that connecting with uh, and, and professionals is important right now. Um, and so definitely ask questions. Um, read and seek information I think it's a really good stage for us all just to be in right now um, if you've ever been wondering why well, we have to sit down, pick up a book, read up an article or, or things of that nature again, shoot over a DM or a private message to that to that realtor or to that law officer or anyone that you see it that has been in the industry for some time now just see how are things kind of going for them and see if there's anything that they can help do for you to help you throughout this process. Um, and that would be a good bit of uh, information I would provide to people. If um, you have any additional questions or anything that you want to uh, reach out to me directly and talk about, you can find me again on both Facebook and Instagram at Your Agent Taylor. And I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Cool. All right. So let's move into the Am I the Only One moment of the month. So are you familiar with the Am I the Only One moment of the month? Because right now we make our guests do one as well. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I love that. I did. I am familiar, but I'm definitely going to let you and Tamika take me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go first. You going to go I'm first? Mad. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. Mad. You know, usually I be positive on mine. I ain't positive today. So am I the only one? That wants y'all to stay in the house. Am I am I the only one who no. feel like what is the issue? What like please let me know why y'all can't stay in the house. Like it's getting ridiculous. Like at first it was like, okay, you know, this is a new thing. It takes like a, a second or two for people to adjust. But baby, <laughs> it's been about two, three weeks. Yeah. What what's what's happening? Stay in the house. I'm tired of y'all. Stop being selfish. Stop it. Like, we're not going to get through this any faster if you don't follow the rules. Like, everybody keep like saying, oh, I can't wait to outside open back up this and the third. Well, it's not going to open. So, it's not going to open because you don't want to stay home. It's never going to open. And you're going to keep being sad. So, stay at home. And and that's just that that's my that's my moment because I'm tired. You know what is so wow is that like I mean I don't know about this is happening in any other state, but I've been watching like and seeing like the governor over in like New Jersey, like they keep having to like shut down parties in New Jersey. And the East Coast Stop. on top of the wet on top of the Midwest has been hit the hardest. East Coast, everybody get it. <laughs> so it's like why do y'all keep having these parties like big like parties in apartments where it's like Mo like multiple people more than 10 it's like and that grandma lived there <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> now that's just that's ignorant. nasty at this point like ignorant yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just inconsiderate to us all at this point because it's first, and it's kind of like a slap in the face to those who, who, who have had and do have the virus currently, who are probably on ventilators fighting for their lives right now. And yes, you as it stands are in good health, and you just refuse to just kind of keep yourself in good health by just relaxing, chilling out. And I mean, I think that am I the only one that goes back? Am I the only one that's like tying back to self care? You know what I mean? Like now, I feel like it's the time where yoga has been a good part of coloring, you know, uh, face Mm -hmm. theme. And I was just on the phone with my friend talking about just doing the stuff that when you, when life is life and things are going and you never feel like you have enough time or you things, like now is the time to kind of get back to that. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that is something that this, this time again has kind of brought about for me. Um, And I just, I, I think that, sometimes those people who are leaving off all of the time it does make me a little sad because it makes me think that maybe they aren't as happy to be at home as we we would need to be the one to stay there you know and um you know maybe this is a time for them to face their environment and just try to make a change about what's going on that would Mm -hmm. make them be on such a i'm going to just be out all day and i don't care right um, but I think that I've definitely been using this time to just try to get back to self a little bit and remember what self care is about. Very true. Yeah. I bought me a facial steamer too. It makes it. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, I'm going to use it today. today. You grown. Very grown, you know, taking care of the skin. <laughs> And I will use it today. I don't know because usually, like, either Sundays and like Wednesdays are my self care day, but like, Fred is painting the bathroom right now, so I can't really, like, no. come on, home improvement. You know, we get okay. it together over yeah, here. I, you just I, I, Chateau, Chateau Paul. Paul. Uh, your face is, I mean, your story that you was getting your uh, dining room painted. So I'm like, okay. Exactly. Hi, use this time to be productive. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I know this is a good time to like be productive and put the um your foot on the gas if you feeling that, you know. But I know that we live in a capitalist society, but like I am not like a worker bee. Like I'm tired. Like I was tired before, you know, all of this happened because life is just busy. So I'm taking this time to be still. Like, and it's not a normal circumstance. I feel sometimes, too, like, being in a capitalist society, like, it don't matter what's going on. You need to work, 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 grind. Like, no, I've never been in a public health crisis. I've never in my life nervous to be outside because it's an invisible virus going around. Like, that's not a normal thing. It's not normal. So I need to process that. And just be, like, okay, like, I need to calm my anxieties, calm my fears down. And me working, for me personally, isn't, like, conducive to that. So, I've been trying to chill. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think the key is definitely is, like, making sure that you're in the right mental headspace if you are being productive right now. Because, like you said, Nobody's ever been through anything like this at, uh, for at our for our, for our age. Yeah. So it's like you have to make sure that you are okay, and I had to have my moments and make sure that I'm okay, and like making sure that I'm not overworking myself at this time because it's like I would do that on a regular basis and just like be like, all right, forget everything that's going on. Even if I am depressed, keep working. At this point, this is like the most extreme level that you can get in terms of like yes. trying, to, trying to work through something. So it's like you can't, so it's like you have to listen to your body, listen to your mind. So don't be like me. You know what I'm saying? If you're not feeling productive, don't be productive. Um, But, you know, if you have the strength to like do something. Do it, do it for sure. Do it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, for me, it would be finding that balance because I totally agree. Like, and I think that some of us aren't really realizing the type of impact something like this is putting on us. Yes. Maybe our everyday is okay, relatively speaking. But I like what you said, Tamika, basically, just like I've never been through this before. So it's okay if I need to kind of just chill, take a refresher. You know, I was mentioned to Aisha about like just 
coming back to like what's important and what's matter, I think right now it's put me at a place where I'm very appreciative of my family and my friends right now Amen. and the people who are in good health right now. So I'm constantly just thinking and keeping them in good spirits. I have family members, um, particularly my cousin Melanie, who's like on the front lines working in hospitals right now. So I think like, you know, out of respect to her and her in profession, just of asking people to stay home, that's definitely been a motivating factor. But, like, yes. what they're going through and, like, having to reuse the same mask and gloves and, and different materials. I mean, she has a daughter, a husband, and her own family, you know. So yes. I definitely think, like, you know, let's really acknowledge that we haven't been through something like this before. So it may have a, a heavy weight on us as well, too. Um, and I think it requires that we disconnect sometimes. But um, yeah. you know, I'm still trying to keep myself plugged in because uh, tragedy does present opportunity, especially for those who use the time to prepare for it. You know, I agree so with I it. think it's like coming back and bouncing back with like a vengeance, or you know, coming back like you never left a little bit, that type of thing. But I do think that it's important too, um, just to be a resource to people at this time. Maybe not make it so much about your own personal life and business, but to say how can you help someone else. Um, and what what type of stuff like did you reshare a post about emergency lines or where people are passing out kits and things of that nature like maybe being helpful in that way right now is what can be most important to each other amen I'm gonna go ahead and switch up the mood real quick because we was looking on a positive <laughs> note but I gotta get my mind the only one moment of the month out um which is not you know like new this is any not nothing new but like i'm not the only one that's just like completely disappointed in like how our government has been handling the situation like Girl. i just feel like i mean obviously yeah. i think at, at this time we look at our government and the people who are the leaders of this country as people who are going to resolve major issues like this and I feel like we could have resolved this issue a long time ago. Absolutely. And, and you know what? And when I think about it, it's like it really highlighted like this entire situation really highlighted how like we as Americans really look at situations as like, oh, that's their problem. That's mm-hmm. something over there. And how how quickly this became our problem because yeah. we didn't handle it. <laughs> Absolutely. We we're not immune. No, and we didn't handle it the way that we wanted to. That was the, no. the way that we were supposed to. Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like I, I totally agree with you. Like, you are not the only one because I just feel like our leadership didn't put as much emphasis on this as they needed to. They didn't put proper measures in place. I have a friend who's a foreign service officer who flew in from business from another country. She said, like, they didn't even, like, do thermometer and fever checks nothing like nothing was like implemented even on a ground level until it already like kind of took its course at this point like at this point people have already been exposed to it some people were getting the butt of it because again it could take up to 14 days before you start showing symptoms so you can just be living your life relatively speaking one day and on day seven it kind of hits you at that point and then you know it's just so we just didn't do anything to be proactive as it came to this. Nothing at Nothing. all. And I think a lot of that stemmed from our leadership, our government leadership for sure. And then just on a local level as well, too, of not taking it serious. Because, I mean, like, what, honestly, like, what can we do as, like, like, I can't shut down the, you know, shut down airports. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's obviously something that's way above my pay grade. And somebody should have been handling this a long time ago. And I honestly yeah. think we could have just dealt with the repercussions a little bit later. Because what's most important is saving people's lives. It's not about, you know, discriminating against anybody. But living in a capitalism society. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's that money was, over body. Mm-hmm. And that was the bottom line of the situation. I think, like, you know, at the end of the day, it should have just been handled very differently. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. like... Um, it's just frustrating, you know, and I, I just hope that, you know, we could get to a point soon where this is like resolved and people don't have to lose their lives because people are not looking, thinking Taking outside of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say just like a quick shout out to Illinois. Though. My mayor and governor, they've been going crazy. Like, yeah, they like, are going crazy. They I'm sick of them making nothing. memes out of her, though. I'm sick of them making memes out of y'all. She be mayor. looking What's that about? crazy, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, 
I mean, they not lying on her. <laughs> and I seen a meme that um they had her with makeup on and an updo. And I was oh, like, that's Lord. crazy because people who not from Chicago would think like that's really how she looked because it was like a before or after. Like, what y'all doing up? I'm like, she never looked like that. Like, she she her hair was never like this. She doesn't wear makeup. Like, no. That's how this lady looks. Right, this had this lady look. Like, don't try to make a mockery of a black woman. Exactly. Overcoming, like, a big city, a lot of that. Like, it's a lot of stuff that she's also facing. And for you to be able to commend her, like, let's just just focus on what we can commend her about. She's been doing a great job. Exactly. Like, she's, like, going crazy. (laughs) For real. I've seen good things, too. Like, she is not playing at all. Like, at all. Like, not even, like, a little bit playing. Like, mm-hmm. they, That's like, good. That's people came good. to the lakefront. Oh, you been in Chicago before, Taylor? Yes. So, are you familiar with the lakefront? Uh, yeah. So, everybody kick it out there. Like, it's, you know, nice. And so... The I want to say this is like two or three days ago with people because she was like you could still go out and run or and stuff yeah. like that. Like I'm talking about, people. it was like two three hundred people on like from from <laughs> the north side to the south side. That night she shut it down. <laughs> that night she said, "Oh y'all y'all can't follow directions. It's closed. Boarded up. Police out there. And mind you, the lake Lakeshore Drive is like fifty blocks." It goes from the whole south side to the whole north side. Like, it's probably more than 50 bucks. Like, it's um, very much. Like, shut it all down. Shut all the parks down. Playgrounds. Every Like, she is not. She, like, in that night, too, it was a um, police briefing. Because they was like, look, this shelter in place is not advisory. It's a mandate. Yeah. And the first, the educational portion is over. So either y'all gonna do what we want, like telling y'all to do for everyone's safety, or y'all getting fines, or y'all going to jail. They was like, we don't want to do that, but if you can't follow the directions, that's what's happening. So, mm-hmm. and it is what it is, and I think at this point, that's what everybody needs to do. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's not a game. I, I I grabbed something from my friend yesterday from his car. Because he dropped me out some food. And I was scared that they was going to call the police on me. Because <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> like, you cannot just be congregating. I'm like, dang, I'm scared. I hope they just let me get this food in peace. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so, moral of the story is, stay, stay at home. Period. <laughs> Damn, don't so you pay good. rent though? Don't you get your money worth? Mm-hmm. For real. All right, Tamika, where can they find us? Okay, so like Aisha said at the beginning of the episode, you can find us on our website. It's new and cute. <laughs> it's am I the only one? Numerical.org. When you own there, make sure that you subscribe so we can keep you in the loop with everything. Making sure that you get in our newsletters and just stand up today. And we want to hear from you. So if it's topics that we haven't covered that you want to hear let us know if you have comments on any of our episodes or our blog posts please let us hear your voice you can also find us on instagram at am i the only way underscore am i the only one and that's one spelled out um and we're also on Facebook at Am I the Only One, and that's one spelled out. So if you're looking for us, we are not hard to find. DM us, messages. We're here. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Tay, for joining us. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. Thank you both for having me. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. You of snapped. Course. I learned so much. <laughs> and thank y'all so much for joining in and listening, and we will see you next month. Be safe, stay all at home. Bye. Bye. <laughs>